what what happened here? And and this is, I guess, a good way to explain the 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 hows and the what's ups. Yes, please. When when you think of what a bank does, basically, is it takes in deposits, and I'm oversimplifying dramatically, but a really plain vanilla bank, you know, George Bailey, um, takes in deposits from depositors and lends them out um, to, you know, to other to businesses um, and and individuals for mortgages, for business loans, et cetera, et cetera. That, you know, that really is like the, it's a wonderful life idea. Um, Now, the the problem is deposits are by nature short-term. They're they're called demand deposits, which means I can demand them back at any given moment. On the flip side though, there's not a lot of liquidity in someone's business. In Mr. Gower's pharmacy, let's say, um, you can't necessarily call that loan right away. So the banks have, there's a a certain fragility in this. They're borrowing short-term and they're lending long-term and have to appear safe and solvent so that people don't, so that too many people don't demand their money back. What happened in this case of Silicon Valley Bank is a lot of their customers got a lot of money. Think of all the money that sloshed around um, in the post-COVID world. And I'm not just talking about stimulus checks going to people. I'm talking about, you know, investments in, in SPACs right. and, and, and all sorts of IPOs that maybe shouldn't have happened. And it, so is, there was it, a is, lot. To, it is fair to mention that the bank itself, most of their clients were businesses. Right. So businesses got more PPP loans or whatever loans from the government during COVID. So they had an influx of cash. But it's beyond it's way beyond that. Well, it's 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 these are these are corporate transactions, you know, you know, or or companies doing their banking. Roku had four hundred and sixty million dollars in the bank. Circle, the the stable coin had three point three billion dollars at the bank. So, you know, we can argue whether that money sloshing around in circle should be there or not. I, I'm going to, I will say that crypto as a whole is a um, easy money phenomenon, mm-hmm. shall we say? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so th- there was, there was that kind of money and going around looking for a home. Well, the bank, you know, pays interest on those deposits. So what did the bank do when it got all this money? It, it didn't necessarily lend it out to, you know, in the case of mortgages and, and co- other corporate loans, because these companies didn't need them, de- didn't need business loans so much necessarily. So the bank put it in what appeared to be very safe securities. They bought treasury bonds for the most part, or, you know, or government agency mortgages. There's not a lot of credit risk on those, theoretically zero, but there is duration risk. So remember about that part about borrowing short and lending long. Well, the problem is, even in the case of something like government bonds, which are very liquid, relatively speaking, they are subject to price fluctuation. And so you had short duration borrowing and long duration lending. Now, remember, so I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, um, per, you know, assets. And so the assets on their books, as rates rose, if you buy a bond and prevailing interest rates rise, bond prices fall. And so they they had to keep ratcheting up the price of their deposits or at least stick and stay in line with the market. But meanwhile, the, the value of their assets was falling. And so, and this is what happens, you've heard the term inverted yield curve, meaning that rates in the short term are higher than rates in the long term. Well, if you're borrowing at a higher rate than you are lending, that's not a recipe for success for banks. And these guys got caught up in liquidity, it wasn't credit. The, the global financial 
most of the global financial crisis was a result of silly credits, banks lending to pe- banks lending to people who shouldn't have had mortgages, you know, or, or all sorts of crazy schemes. In this case, the the main the the, the their loans were going to the government, which is not a particularly productive thing necessarily, but they got them marked against them. And so when people wanted their money back, they had to sell down some of these long-term, these long-term bonds. And they had to sell them at a loss. And they sold, well, not just a loss, $1.8 billion loss. And that of course got people, got people's eyebrows raised. What's going on there? How bad are their books? Let's, let's take our money out. And that's when it became sort of the old fashioned bank run. Um, And that's what the fed and the treasury had to step in and take care of. Um, They were, I think they were hoping to do it over the weekend. They liked to to deal with problem banks over the weekend, but circumstances overtook them and they had to deal with, they had to close it down on Friday. Well, that makes sense though, right? And when you think about it, it makes sense that this would happen really on a Friday afternoon. So they can, the markets close over the weekend. They can kind of prepare and make a plan because otherwise it would just crash the next day, like almost like that. Whereas Monday, they can plan a plan and some things out. So that totally makes sense to me.